Welcome to another episode at the Be Guided and Be Great podcast, where being intuitive is understood and being sensitive is a good thing. I'm your host, Kate St. Clair. Okay, welcome to episode 60. Uh, This episode is called Intuition, the Most Important Relationship of Your Life. And I'm going to jump into stories and really make this a real human conversation about how your intuition is a relationship. It is something that you cultivate. It is something that you prioritize. It is something that you work with so that it like a relationship can be there for you. It's there for you when you need it. And it's certainly there for you when you have no one else there, perhaps. Um, So like a relationship, um, you just, I just want to talk about it. (laughs) But we actually haven't asked Kate. So before I jump into this topic, which I'm super excited to get to, let's do an Ask Kate. And today's Ask Kate comes from David from Texas. And David writes, Kate, this might sound silly, but what is intuition really? Is it physical or is it spiritual? I read about it, but I still don't seem to understand. Regards, David. Well, David, I don't think that's a silly question at all. I think intuition is very hard to to comprehend on an intellectual level because intuition by its very essence is spiritual. And when we don't quite understand how our, our spiritual, our spirit body interacts with our physical life, there's this massive disconnect on how to, well, certainly how to integrate it because we don't know what it is or that it even belongs. So in our intuition is made up of our clairs and that's our clairvoyance, clear seeing, clear audience, clear hearing, clear cognizance, that clear knowing, that quick download and clear sentience, which is that feeling. And so this is coming from our spirit body. The clairs are, is a language of your soul spirit. And so it's an energetic, it's an energetic function that picks up energetic information. And so you will not necessarily find these things in the physical body, though, There are some people that would disagree. (laughs) And in my research and in my work, I try to simplify it as much as I can. And these are the ways the intuition is the hearing, the experiencing, the knowing, the communication of our spirit bodies. And so the reason for this, like I read, I read about it and I, I, I do kind of understand it with my mind. The reason there's a disconnect is intuition must be understood clearly and then it must be integrated it must be used it must be used correctly um so there are some things that people are like oh that was intuition that are not that aren't that isn't necessarily but um so it can just take some practice to be like well that was clairvoyance or that was clairsentience or I knew that because I had a feeling and you just confirmed it. it wasn't my brain sort of like well you must feel this way but rather that just your body Um, I'm very touchy when people are like my gut instinct, you know, into intuition can be reduced down to guts. And uh, my, my, my family makes fun of me because I always cringe when I hear that. But I do have to agree that the gut instinct would be like that clairsentient where your body is another source, certainly and definitely. 
your body is another source of, of bringing in information, of validating information. And we can be kind of cut off from our, our clairsentient, you know, our more gut instinct um, is a way that the body and intuition sort of really interact. But like clairvoyantly and clairaudiently, you are in no way using your physical ears to hear or your physical eyes to see. Um, we we don't close our eyes because the information's not in our head. So we kind of cast our sight outside of us. So I could get into lots of teaching. <laughs> but David, just to simplify, um, your intuition is your spiritual language. So it always comes through a clair and it therefore is um, energetic. So I hope that helps. David, thank you for asking. Okay, now let's get back to today's subject, which is again, intuition, the most important relationship of your life. So let me bear with me, I just want to paint a picture for you. And this is going to be an after right. So I get up in the morning, and I don't necessarily know what to do. I have so much to do every day with, you know, taking care of my body. So I, do I do I work out first today? Um, how do I get through the day and make sure I have enough energy to channel for my clients? Because that's something I have to factor in uh, reading for the for the public. And then I always have home stuff to take care of, too. I'm a wife and a mother and I have a, a billion things of um, administration, you know, whether that be scheduling doctor appointments or all the stuff from my company and getting back to the people that I hire to help me with my company. I have podcasts, I've launched a book, and I have to learn how to be an author. And I have projects to develop and I have new skills to learn. And so pretty much daily, I, I can wake up lost and not know how to plug in. But now I just tune in and I just ask, where do I start today? And they'll, they'll inevitably, the guides will organize me today, you have to work out first, because you have a whole afternoon, and then you go into the evening with your family with activities with the family. Um, or you need to sit down and get the work done, because you'll have time to work out later, they they organize me every day. And, you know, every day, there's pressure, you know, the blindsided stuff, you know, the kids need this, or a client needs that, or all the things that I can't predict because you know we only have so much space for that um if I start to kind of lose my sense of grounding it's like okay the guides will say this is what you can ignore this is what you can take care of if I have any outside influence you know you should this you should that I just is this true and I ask my guides and I can just kind of calm down and I've with the help of the guides learned to you know, when you're a little psychic kid, you're, it's like your wiring is completely outside of yourself. You know, how can I avoid this? It's kind of like, how do I avoid this person or that thing? Or how can I, it's, it's all this protective sort of behavior energetically. What's that person's need? Cause I don't want to disappoint them. And the work of guidance and intuition is to take the external dialogue and now bring it internal. What's my role? What's my job? Am I here to be a a beacon of peace? Or am I here to speak my mind and be a protector for those who cannot protect themselves? How do you how do you know? The one source that you go to is your your guides. And you communicate with your guides through your intuition, which is your clairs. 
And so let's just say back in the day, take me back 20 years ago, I would always read everybody. You know, I didn't want to disappoint anybody. I, if I was doing the dishes, I should have been working. If I was playing with my kids, I should have been writing like constant, like no matter where I was, it was not okay. And I wasn't okay. And when I would try to confide in other people, you know, they all have their own opinions. And so I just constantly felt like I was failing and where I was, wasn't good enough. And that's a space that I lived in for most of my life until I began a relationship with my intuition. Now the intuition is made up of, it's our spiritual language. So I do encourage my clients and students to, you can absolutely go to the source. You can absolutely use your intuition to connect with God or your creator or however you want to say that or context that. And I remember that moment really clearly where I was with an energy healer and she said, you don't have a deep enough relationship with God. And I remember feeling really angry and then feeling desperately sad, just deep, 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 sad and sorrow. And just, okay, just more realization that I had a long way to go to heal my relationship with my creator because of my early life training, you know, where God was nothing more than Santa Claus at a particular chapter, um, in my life. And so that her, her words were cutting and profound and true. And so though I was already talking to guides, I needed to learn a next level of connecting to my very essence, my source, that which created me. And when I use my intuition to connect with God and, and really when you pursue God, you realize God's constantly pursuing you. Um, much like a love affair where, but not under conditions. It's just rather, uh, um, that source is always waiting and willing and coming for you, waiting to be integrated so that you know that you belong to the very source that created you. There's not a disconnect. You are already part of that source and it's not a pursuant of the source for its sake, but rather for ours, because we're grounding back into the very life force that created our life. So your intuition can, the hierarchy would be right. Connect, connecting to your source, to God, to creator, and then going the, and then because we are in the third dimension, we do have guides in this dimension. That's like our spiritual, um, community. It's our crew. It's our, like if we were astronauts and we were going up to space, we would have a crew on the ground, you know, making sure we're doing, making sure we're doing everything right. And that we don't make mistakes to a get off course or, you know, on the other spectrum, something deadly. And so we have a spiritual crew, which are our guides. And I obviously encourage people to connect with their guides. Um, but that next level would be to God, to source. And these are relationships and the, therefore there are habits to be developed around the pursuit of intuition to, you know, just cause you get guided doesn't mean you accept the guidance. You know, I've, I've talked about it before where I have a very rebellious archetype. It goes way back into my past lives. And I certainly had an early life where I just did not trust any of the adults, adults in my life. And so it was, it, I had to be humbled over and over to really like, Oh, you guys are guiding me because you want me to turn left. <laughs> you want me to turn left. Cause you want, you know, I want to turn left. Cause that's where the best stuff is for me. 
And so, you know, like with a relationship, if you start dating someone, there can be a massive lack of trust. And that is also true for intuition. Even if you were born highly intuitive, you can say, well, you didn't protect me this time, or you didn't guide me. So you suck and you don't, you're not real. You know, it, you, we want to really catch even those little kind of teenage attitudes around guidance, being guided, being supported, just because we, it's there for us does not mean that we accept it. Often we reject it depending on the complexities of our past life or early life training. So this, you know, best case scenario with intuition, you, you, you pursue it now so that it's something you fully have integrated. So when the waters get rough, you don't feel like you're out there totally alone. When there's not another single person in the room, you still have your guides and you still have heaven over and over and over. And there's a phenomenon that the more spirit guided your life is, often the less people you have in your life. And I think this is really important to talk about because it's a phenomenon I see over and over. A lot of the a lot of the students that come to me don't have a lot of humans in their life for a lot of reasons. A lot of the times it's just because they are older and a lot of their family has passed away. But also it's because the more spirit guided your life is, the more space and peace that must be created to access that guidance. They're not, you know, it's not Sally coming in your front door, having a chat and throwing down a coffee. You know what I mean? It's, it's whispers and it is quiet, high vibration communication. And I will admit sometimes that's not enough. Like we definitely need other humans from time to time. But when you have a guided life, you often have a quieter life. And that's, um, when I was younger, I used to get really resentful. I, I always had a bunch of friends when I was growing up. And then there was like this turning point where I was sick of all the bullshit. So I started to have less friends and then I would kind of get jealous of people that had a lot of friends. And then I just had this sense, like I just needed the quietness. I had a lot of that chaos. I had a lot of friendships and I do have an interest in drama to some degree because I care about people. But because I'm psychic, I also took on people's pain. I took on, like if I, it's like I can't hear a problem that I couldn't make my own, you know. <laughs> I know some of you can relate to that. So because of the way I'm wired, um, and then eventually I could talk with my guides and they said this to me over and over, it makes perfect sense. And you do have to, you do, I see this with students as well what you do hit another level of spiritual integration where you do need to become comfortable with peace. Uh, there was a time where I had choices to make. I could either keep, I could either keep picking up the drama or even creating it on some level myself. Cause that's what I was used to and comfortable with. And then I had to like choose not to and, and choose the peace, choose success, choose a guided filled life where I didn't have a lot to bitch and complain about. Do you know what I mean? So coffee has got a little less interesting. <laughs> um, it's very, very interesting how there are these moments of integration of intuition where a guided life means that you allow support. You, uh, you allow good things to happen for you to you. Why not just complete sheer will and effort of your own? You allow 
them to help you. And that willingness to be guided. And like I said, I very much the first five years for sure of my professional life, even I would channel for guys, but I didn't necessarily always want to hear my own. And I got that skin cancer scare and my guide yelled at me because I wasn't listening to her, which I just thought they were all love and light and they wouldn't do that. But actually they care very much. You know, if your loved ones don't yell at you once in a while, it can show you that they don't necessarily care. Maybe that's a bad example, but you know, sometimes you yell at people because you love them so much and you, you need them to know it. And that monotone kind of indifferent voice just ain't going to cut it. So I just really want to encourage you today that intuition is not willy nilly. It's any more than a important relationship in your life is willy nilly. It needs to be cultivated. It needs to be connected with. It needs to be respected. It is, it is very much a giving and a receiving. The giving would be giving your time to listen, giving your time to reach for guidance to your guides, to God, to angels, even to, for you to know that they are indeed there to protect you, to defend you, um, to illuminate you if, if you need that healing in your life. And so that's the giving. So, and then also to allow them, that's the receiving. It's very much learning to drive a stick shift. I know the young ones don't understand what I, what I'm saying when I stay driving a stick shift, but you have to actually go into different gears to have a relationship with your intuition. It is a giving, you know, the listening, the asking, and then the receiving, receiving the message allowing them to help you. Uh, often guidance gives us information we don't want to hear. <laughs> you know, <laughs> is this relationship going to work out? No, you know, but you're going to heal a lot or, but it's, they're here for you to have fun. You know, sometimes that's not what we want to hear, but that might be why this person is in our life. And that's, that's like the resistance around intuition is because we don't always want to hear the truth. And so, like a loving partner, you know, one of the things that just completely changed my marriage is our, my brutal honesty. So, you know, you go into marriages when you're young thinking, well, I'll be nice and he'll be nice. And that's the most important thing. And I call bullshit on that because the most kindest thing he can do for me is to be bluntly honest. He's not a cruel man. So that's not even something I'm worried about. And I'm not cruel to him. So that's not, not ever something he has to worry about from me. But direct, honest, vulnerable, clear communication has changed everything for my marriage, even just little stuff, because little stuff adds up, as you know, in a relationship. And so that's, that's really where you want to go with intuition, like just tell me the truth. I'm willing to hear the truth. And with time, if you're not quite there yet, you'll find you're strong enough for whatever the truth is. And then whatever the truth is, is always there to make your life just infinitely better. So you start letting go of the stuff that you thought you wanted, that is a pattern or a habit or a fear that you keep clinging to. So the five steps to have a real intimate relationship with your intuition are number one, it's the time. It's the time you put into it to connect with your intuition. And again, that's kind of cleansing and clearing your energetic body, you know, through meditation, those chakras, the aura, and then spending time with your guides or with God. 
um, whatever. And again, there's, I, I want to just say this cause I have some clients that will like kind of curl their face at me when I say this, but there are different hi- hierarchies just because we're in the third dimension. So we're not in heaven. We are in a different vibration, which means God created a hierarchy. There are levels of beings that are there for us. And so it would be ludicrous for a 10 year old to say, I don't need to listen to you, mom. God's got this. Like I am the hands of God on earth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I am absolutely the hands of God for you while you're on earth. I'm your human mother. And so we don't, we, we want to see all the ways God, our creator, the source is there to assist us. You know, I, I know you've heard that. What is it? A little parable about there was maybe a hurricane and there was a guy stranded on the roof, you know, water all around and the helicopter came and the guy says, no, I don't need your help. God's coming. You know, then a boat came and the guy says, no, I don't need your help. God's coming. And then finally the man passes away and he gets to heaven and he goes, I thought you were coming. And God said, I did. I sent you a helicopter, a boat, (laughs) but you rejected all of my sources of hands on earth. Right? So, The number one is time, investing in your intuition, prioritizing it, learning about it. How do the clairs work? How do you personally interact with your clairs? And using that time with the clairs in meditation with your guides, with God, to really start to strengthen your clairs. And you journal what you ask, you journal what you receive, and you kind of keep that little map of evidence for between you and your intuition. It's kind of like if you go into a new relationship with a man and you don't quite trust him, maybe if you have trust issues, like you have to get clear, okay, which one of us is untrusting? Okay, maybe I am because I've been betrayed. Okay, well, then maybe I'll start a journal to show all the little ways. Look, he showed up early this day. He called me on time. Um, He picked me up and asked, you know, just kind of you have to create this little map so that your personal brain can start to heal. And, and in fact, if the guy is not, you know, showing up on time is not, then you go, okay, he's not. And I'm not just kidding myself. So that can be the same um, way to apply to intuition where you're creating that journal. Okay. And number two step is to, to be willing to be honest. You have to be willing to be honest with your intuition and you have to be willing to hear honesty back because the guides will not bullshit you. I mean, they're very, mine is extremely blunt, but because I am sort of lovey dovey, that's why she has to be (laughs) super blunt and I'm strong willed and I'm kind of rebellious. So I just really want to encourage you if you have a guide that is very black and white, really dig into appreciation there because they're not screwing around with you and it's wonderful. Now, number three is to be vulnerable. A lot of people have a hard time being vulnerable with themselves, but certainly spiritually because it feels like a void and you don't not quite know what you're being vulnerable to. But if you have that intention, I'm being vulnerable to myself, to my guides and to my creator, my heart is open to these three sort of levels, then you don't have to be afraid of any lower vibration or external crap to come in because you're keeping your intention. I'm vulnerable with myself. I'm willing to hear what's good for me, what I've come to do. You know, the guides are there to show us what we wanted to do while in this life. We're not here to live their life. We're here living ours. And they just help guide us back to why we came into life in the first place. 
And number four is that it's that um, reaching out. It's that uh, you have to be willing to ask them, ask the guides. You know, when I used to get up in the day and I had so much to do and I never asked for help, I didn't ask for guidance. I was lost and alone and bitter because often the people I listened to were the people that did not have my best interest in mind. So I ran myself ragged and I had a lot of resentment because of it. So you learn to ask the source. You ask your guides, you ask God about whatever, about whatever the situation is, you know, unlike maybe asking a spouse or a a partner where they might have their own interest in mind, you ask the source and you ask God because they have your interest in mind. So that's when I say it's really this pure relationship where it's also a pure one-sided relationship where it's the only relationship you don't have to ask how their day is going, you know? (laughs) So it's, it's very, um, it can in many of our lives that are those of us that are such givers that those of us that really want to take care of others that have no way to fill our own cup. This is the one relationship you do create and you cultivate to have energy flow to you and not from you. You just, you're, you're there to receive and your only outward motion towards the guides and God is the asking you have to be willing to ask and reach out for help. And the fifth and last really major step to having that relationship with your intuition is to, is to go ahead and just accept, you know, just receive the guidance. And like I said, we don't always like the guidance we get. And you can maybe just journal down the guidance you get and sort of sit with it before making decisions to take action on it. That's how I would encourage like building trust for the information. So they, they give you the guidance and you receive it, but maybe you receive it onto your journal first. And then you let sort of the mind and the heart catch up on the guidance that you receive so that you don't sabotage it or do the exact opposite or Lord, like whatever sort of other sort of silly archetype that we have. <laughs> like I said, I can be rebellious and I took way too long to come to the table of (laughs) acceptance, but that's why I'm sharing this with you so that maybe it doesn't have to be quite a struggle for you. And if you're still struggling, these are five steps that you can do to just really make it much more clear and simplified so that you really do understand intuition is a relationship that you pursue, you nurture, you take care of, you give a touch in the asking, but you receive, 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 which again, can be a harder one for a lot of people. And it is the source, it is the relationship where you can have your cup filled um, without having to give a lot to do so, right? It's that connection that fills your your cup. And I really want to say that this is where that women's intuition is, if you will, you know, when your mother's intuition, when you have that intuition coming in, that's coming from the guides, when maybe right now there's a lot of people talking about activism and where can I help? And I encourage everybody, you go to the source, you go to your guide to go to God. And this is where, you know, I know a lot of people as just friends that get washed out in their activism or whether they want to help so many ways, they help nobody because they're not tuning into the guidance and saying, where am I needed? Um, because we all have different strengths and we have different energetic movements that are karmic for us. And if we plug ourselves into a, a source that does that we don't have the grace for, 
this is maybe something we've already learned and we actually need to create space for other souls to come in and take up the mantle in certain areas. That's where you ask your guides so that you're not taking up the mantle in every way and you don't have grace for any of it. Sometimes the grace is the witnessing. Sometimes it's in raising great kids to help with society and you're doing that and that's enough. And sometimes it's getting your hands dirty because this is karma that you want to heal in yourself and in the global community. So intuition is not just for our personal lives, but it's our role in the global community as well. And we really want to have this relationship so we don't get washed out in all of the callings and all of the ways of need right now on earth. So uh, I hope these five steps can really just organize you and get you centered so that you have this intuition that you too can use control and trust. Until next time, take care. If you're interested in finding out which is the strongest Claire in you, go to my website at katesaintclair.com and take the quiz, Which Claire Are You? Until next time, remember, it's your birthright to be guided and be great.